The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast with Nick and Roy. Brought to you in part by Napoli Ristorante and Pizzeria, a landmark of its own in Niagara Falls, Ontario. And by DeMarlo Salon and Spa of Naples, Florida. Hair, nails, massage and skincare for more than 15 years at the Naples location. Hitler, Mussolini and Stalin all have something in common other than being homicidal maniacs. Why does the number 86 mean getting rid of something? I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And we go out of our way to scour the internet for information we really don't need. So join us this week as we'll explore expressions, a little bit of history, open up the mailbag, a little bit of science and sex. Thank you for joining us. Totally useless information. It's everything you never needed to know. By listening once a week, you get smarter than you think. The Totally Useless Information Podcast, hosted by Nick and Roy. Well, hello there, and thank you once again for joining us on another episode of the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Roy, are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. I love that we have that uh, new uh, new thing, the sex portion of the show. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll do that a little bit later on, but for now... Where do expressions come from? I don't know where, I don't know where. Where? expressions come from we want to know right now what is a turncoat turncoat is a traitor turncoat comes from the ancient practice of wearing a badge or a pin on one's coat signifying the party or leader you're supporting by turning your coat you quite literally hid your allegiance to others mm. turncoat. so you're a turncoat well if you were caught as a turncoat it was a fate worse than death. Oh, ouch. It's a good segue. It's a Roman term, and it was made for specifically if you were a Roman woman and you were defiled or dishonored in any way by a man, it was said to have been a fate worse than death itself. And of course, it stuck a fate worse than death, defiling or dishonoring a woman. How dare they? What is the difference between a blue collar and a white collar? A white collar is credited to the gentleman by the name of Upton Sinclair, who was an American writer, and he said that the term refers to the white dress shirts of male office workers common through most of the 19th and 20th centuries in Western countries, as opposed to the blue overalls worn by many laborers. So that's why they were known as blue collars. White-collar employees were considered highly educated compared to the lowly blue-collars. You think with all that education, they'd understand there was another color than white. <laughs> well, you know, after hearing that, I'm going to do an about-face. About-face. 
about face. Right. Now, bow face is a military term. That's pretty simple. But it's pretty interesting because it was it's an actually an English military term. And for instance, right face doesn't mean turn to the right. Right face meant to bring the gun or rifle up in front of your face. Right about face was to turn around completely. So about face was just a code to change direction. So if they wanted you to go to the left, they'd say about face to the left, about face to the right. So Got it, it. change the direction. So if I talk this way here like this, I'm talking from the left. And then if I talk this way, I'll be talking from the right. I did an about face on the mic. Um, it's, yeah, that's pretty sad. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know when someone says, hey, we need to 86 that idea. Like yes. that, We should 86 that stunt I just pulled. Exactly. Like, we should cut that right out of the show, but that's okay. <laughs> no, no. 86 <laughs> means to throw something out. This possible origin stems from the Prohibition era at a bar called Chumley's in New oh. York City, located at 86 Bedford Street. To survive, wow. many speakeasies had the police on somewhat of a payroll, so they might be warned, forewarned actually, of a raid. In the case of Chumley's, it is said that police would call the bartender and tell them to 86 his customers, which meant a raid was about to happen and they should tell all the customers to exit via the 86 Bedford door while the police approach from the other side at the entrance of Pamela Court. 86. Oh, my God. That's a good one. There you go, folks. There's the one that people are going to talk about. Wow. Okay, so given the key to the city. Oh. We've all heard that. It sounds pretty simple. They give a key to the city. But why do they give a key to the city? Well, in medieval times, cities had walls. And those walls had either gates or doors. And those gates or doors were locked. And if you were given a key to the city, you could get in and out of the city whenever you wanted to. So it was a highly prized thing to have, to be able to have the luxury of leaving and coming whenever you felt like it. So you had to be a noble person who deserved the key to the city. Unless, of course, you lost your keys, then you're SOL. Where do expressions come from? I don't know. Expressions come from we want to know right now. On the Totally Useless Information Podcast, thank you very much for joining us week after week. You can email us like our very good friend Jay Glinsky. Remember Jay from high school, Roy? Yeah, Jay's all over Facebook talking about us. Bastard. Yeah, in a good no, in a good way, in a good way. We really appreciate it. Another shout out to Jay Glinsky. Um, and so he's he every once in a while he comments on our on our podcast and he's given us some valuable information. So from time to time, you'll hear some stuff from Jay Glinsky. So thank you, Jay. But the email address for the rest of you, tuipodcast at outlook.com. today. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Yes, every day is 
the history. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I had someone, um, one of my colleagues at the radio station, which we'll hear about a little bit later in the mailbag, but another colleague said they loved that intro, and they said, was that really Bob Dylan that that like sang for you? And I said, um, yes. Yeah, Robert. Right, that's right. <laughs> Robert Dillham. That's right. <laughs> I'm going first. All right, you go first. You go first. Okay. So Genghis Khan, we all know Genghis Khan, right? He wasn't always the murderous monster that history paints him out to be. In fact, he was actually extremely social and progressive in his politics. He would not tax the poor, teachers, artists, or lawyers. How he got that one in there, I don't know. He encouraged literacy and freedom of religion and forbade the selling of women and hunting animals during breeding season. All of that, and he still had time to kill millions of people. <laughs> Murderous bastard that he was. <laughs> he was, yes. All of my history items uh, this week have to do with Hollywood, okay? So the first one, remember Cleopatra, the great 1963 film that Elizabeth Taylor was in? Yes. Mm-hmm. 1963, Cleopatra in the film, she had a total of 65 costume changes. 65 costume changes. That's Talk right. About a I don't know budget. how long it took. Well, budget. <laughs> I don't know how long it took for them to film the movie, but I can see why it took so long. Are you ready yet, Elizabeth? Well, they're kind of those wraparound dresses, so pretty easy to just flip them on and off, I guess. I seen yeah. Heidi Klum in one of those. Yes, of course <laughs> you did. Would you? <laughs> okay. In 1980, the first one gigabyte hard drive was invented and cost $40,000. And it weighed over 500 pounds. Now, just think about that now. Today, a one gigabyte drive costs under $3 and weighs less than an ounce. So let's all give a big round of applause and say thank you to those little aliens that we found in Roswell because that's where all that technology came from. That's right. <laughs> so the gigabytes in, in uh, yeah. yeah. That's thanks, what I thanks. call them, the old little gigabytes. Little gigabytes. <laughs> Clint Eastwood was an excellent swimmer. Was he? He once swam three miles back to shore after his plane crash in the Pacific Ocean. He was drafted into the U.S. Army during the Korean War. Wow. His plane crashed, yeah. And so he swam three miles back to shore because he was an excellent swimmer. So good old Clint Eastwood. And, and honestly, you know, uh, becoming a prisoner to the Korean Army or swimming, eh, take the swimming. Okay, so you're talking about plane crashes. Yes. This is great. World War I fighter pilot Baron von Richthofen, better known as the Red Baron, right. not from Charlie Brown, but, you know, Red Baron. But his, his name, of course, was Baron von Richthofen. He was, started out flying in World War I. He gets shot down and killed in World War II. He was so respected as a pilot that he was given a burial near Amon's by the allies the allies found his body 
buried him and inscribed on his grave, it said, to our gallant and worthy foe. So they respected this man so much that they gave him a proper burial site. Wow. <laughs> wow, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So you remember the, the movie Gone with the Wind? Oh, Is yeah. That- it sounds like after I eat beans. Yeah, it's Gone with the Wind. It was released in 1939. The director of Gone with the Wind was looking for a redhead for the lead role. So the actress that one of the actresses that auditioned for it was on her way down to the studio to do to audition, and it started to rain. The director walked in while this redhead was doing her hair, and he wasn't quite pleased. She read for the part, but did not get the part. Of course, the part went to Vivian Lee. Later on, this actress who was denied that part in Gone with the Wind became a big star along with her husband. They later bought the studio from the director and renamed it Desi Lou Studios. The stars, Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball. Oh, wow. Cool. I know somebody that knew her. Who, really? She, Lucille she Ball? Grew up, she grew up in New York in a place called Jamestown, New York. Oh, wow. Shout out so, to Mary Jane. Shout out to Mary Jane. Oh, Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. history. I said that Hitler, Mussolini, and Stalin had something in common other than being homicidal maniacs and right. just all around bad people who now live in hell. But they were all nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> now, wow. now, they did not win it, but each one of them was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. And just to give you an idea how screwed up the Nobel Peace Prize is, I mean, they were all around at the same exact time, Hitler, Mussolini, and Stalin. So it all had to be done in like a couple of years, you know? So, like, what? who who picked that one out of the box, you know? Oh, what do we got here? Hitler. Oh, uh, no, not him. Mussolini. No, not... no definitely not him. No. How about Stalin? <laughs> nah, well, he hasn't killed everybody yet, but he'll soon get there. <laughs> I guess every day is a history. Yeah. On the Totally Useless Information podcast, and we'll have more coming your way, including I'm intrigued by your tease, Roy, with your you are such a tease. We have to first of all welcome to our family a brand new sponsor to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Napoli Ristorante and Pizzeria in Niagara Falls, Ontario. This place is incredible. Why is it incredible? Because it's all about family. They tell you that the two words that have kept their customers coming back for more than 30 years is family tradition. They pride themselves on treating everyone that walks through their door like family and providing them with the highest quality of food. Napoli Restaurant is located in Niagara Falls area of Ontario, Canada. I happen to know the family. I grew up with their family. My dad was in the restaurant business, and he met uh, Felix uh, Pinquet, and they were best friends. Uh, my, My dad passed away, but they were such great friends. And I was just up. The last time I was in Canada to see you guys, I stopped there and spent a day or two with them. Guys, this restaurant is amazing to the point where I can't even explain it, and I was in the restaurant business. They make everything. 
pastas, gnocchi. They make the sausage. They make the dried sausage. They make the prosciutto. They make they make everything. They don't buy anything. Everything is produced from the best. They'll take tomatoes and wait for them to ripen before making sauce with them. I mean, it's so unbelievably odd. But when you taste the food, you will not believe what you're tasting. It is that good. Check them out on the website, NapoliRistorante.ca, NapoliRistorante.ca. And you'll see why Napoli Ristorante and Pizzeria has become a landmark of its own in Niagara Falls, Ontario. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. And look what I found on my desk. What's in the mailbag today? Who sent the letter anyway? What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? Simply send us an email, tuipodcast at outlook.com. Well, one of my colleagues at the radio station, I work at a radio station here in Toronto. It's a news talk station. He happens to be the breaking news producer. So whenever there's breaking news, he's the first guy on the air, and he talks about what's going on, and he's just great at his job. Dave Bradley from Toronto. Thank you very much, Dave, for emailing me. And he says, hi, Nick and Roy. Love your podcast, and I find that I'm using a lot more of your useless information than I'd like to admit. You see, so he's a breaking news producer. He's a really serious newsman, but he also likes totally useless information. So thank you, Dave. I wanted to pass this along to you. I'm a huge hockey fan. Recently, I discovered that the circumference of a hockey puck is the exact same circumference as the inner ring of a roll of painter's tape. Wow. Why? I don't know. Oh, he discovered that, but if you take a hockey puck and you put it on, on the inside ring of a roll of painter's tape. Is there a reason for that? What's his name? Dave Bradley. Hey, Dave, breaking news. That could be a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave, that's pretty interesting. I'll tell you Thank the you. truth. You, you, you need to keep your day job. <laughs> Mind Dave Bradley, he's no longer talking to me. Thanks a lot for that. <laughs> Thank you, Dave, for, for, for um, confusing us. Okay, listen, Carmen from Kissimmee, Florida says, <laughs> I know, Kissimmee. Carmen says, Kissimmee. No, Carmen says that she loves our show. And I was going to say before, we, we get loads of emails, and most of them are love your show, we laughed. You know, they, they explain what happened to them during the show. Some have bodily fluid movements. But anyway, <laughs> she just laughs like crazy with our show, and she loves all the, the information. But she said, please do a segment on inventions. And what are we, what were we talking about, Nick? Yes, we're That's talking about inventions. So a segment that is coming up is, is going to be named the Carmen section, the invention section. <laughs> Carmen has good karma because Carmen just invented a new segment on the Totally Useless Information podcast. Yeah, so we'll give her a big kiss of me. <laughs> big kiss of me from the Totally Useless Information podcast. What's in the mail? If you'd like to experiment with some useless information, try this. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. He was nothing in science, science, science.
on the Totally Useless Information Podcast. Science. Mm. You like eggs. I love eggs. I love them. You know how you can tell if an egg is fresh or not? Uh, No. Well, if you open it up and it stinks, I think you have a problem. Eggs are a fridge staple, but it's easy to lose track of the expiration date because sometimes, you know, the way that they put the exp- expiration date on the side of the carton of, uh, of eggs, it's hard to read and it gets smudged and it's mm-hmm. a mess. That yeah. means you're not sure if it's going bad. So to test the freshness, let them float in a bowl of water. If they float, don't eat them. Fresh eggs sink completely. You want the fresh eggs to sink. It's the bad eggs that yeah. float. Okay, get this one. I love this science. If you put 20 people together in a room, there is a 99.9% chance that at least two will share the same birthday. Wow. (laughs) I don't even want to do the math for that because I can't. (laughs) You know, if it's your birthday... Hey, happy birthday. Hey, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday to you. <laughs> On the Totally Useless Information Podcast. So, um, do you have stinky shoes? No, my feet smell like roses. Yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> but for those of you out there who have a significant other whose um, shoes are prone to getting really smelly, hmm. Especially if you wear them working out, if you do work out, and they do get kind of rancid, it's a smelling. So keep your shoes fresh. Here's a way to help out. Toss a couple of tea bags and let them sit overnight. Any tea bag will work. Even the minty herbal ones, tea bags are super absorbent and will suck the moisture and the smell right out. So take some tea Ooh. bags and put yeah. them in your shoes. That's a good way to get a whack in the head. You go, honey, I'm going to tea bag you. Yeah, but you know what? That was quite useful information. Hey, we haven't heard that. Yeah, right. We haven't heard that in forever. It started to smell, so I had to play it. Oh, there you go. Okay, so before I spoke about Genghis Khan being a murderous psychopath, but he was quite liberal. I guess Mm -hmm. that's why he was a murderous psychopath. But anyway, Genghis Khan... Had the man was a sexual lunatic, mm-hmm. Genghis Khan, and this is in science, by the way, not sex. Genghis Khan had so many wives, thousands of wives in his harem, thousands, that eight percent of all Asian men are direct descendants. Did you hear that? Now, eight percent, eight percent are direct descendants of Genghis Khan that man got around wow I, I you know I don't know where to go with that but um, I'll ask you this question are you left-handed or right-handed I am right-handed I am left-handed we can't all be great that's right <laughs> about me right uh, there's some research showing that left-handed people are more intelligent hmm there are, clam, there are claims or clams that left-handed people there are you smart. Go. There you go. <laughs> there's, a, there's the proof in the pudding. <laughs> That's an expression. There you go. So the claim is the claim to fame is that left-handed people are smarter than right-handers. In fact, 
It was even suggested that the left-handed people are more likely to be geniuses. Mm. Mm. So IFL Science reviewed these studies, and they checked out their mathematical ability to test this theory. So left-handers have a bigger right side of the brain, which helps them when it comes to spatial awareness and mental representation of objects. Ah. Left-handed people have have bigger corpus callosums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a big corpus callosums. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know, Nick, but go ahead. I'm I'm going to blow this uh, whole thing right out of the water, but go ahead. So the way that the, the left-handed people process information more quickly than right-handed people is because of that. So what I like to say is we all know the left side of the brain controls the right side of the body, and the right side of the brain controls the left side of the body, which means lefties are in their right mind. Thank you. Okay, let me just say this. Do you know that more left-handed people are injured more often than right-handed people because they claim they're injured from using things like right-handed can openers and so on and so forth? Discrimination. It is discrimination. But if you guys are so smart, you would figure out how to use your right hand, thus not hurting yourselves. (laughs) What does that mean? That means that I'm thinking in my right mind. <laughs> now go open up a can of tuna fish and hurt yourself. <laughs> Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. He was nothing in science, science, science. You're listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast. We'll have more right after a word from... Yeah, but the, the, you see a word from... I wanted to get to sex, but before sex... I need to talk about DeMarlo Salon and Spa. It is by far the most amazing salon and spa you've ever been to. It is in Florida, Southwest Florida in Naples. It's located on the corner of Vanderbilt Beach Road and Collier Boulevard. It is amazing. Their phone number, 239-793-2020. Here's why you need to call. Massage, skincare, hair, nails. They do it all. They do it amazing. The staff, unbelievable. Uh, Nick, when Nick and, and Elaine were down for the holidays, they went to DeMarlo Salon and Spa. Nick, yeah. how was it? It was amazing. I'm still feeling great. No, honestly, I mean, if you go there, spa days there are just just so great. I know Valentine's Day uh, had just passed, but uh, guys, it's never too late. That gift certificate is a winner. Trust me. So, DeMarlo Salon and Spa, corner of Vanderbilt Beach Road and Collier Boulevard in Naples, Florida. You can go on the web and see them at demarlosalon.com or again, 793-2020. DeMarlo Salon and Spa, you got to go. Totally useless information podcast. Okay, enough of this foreplay. They've been waiting all episode for this. Oh yeah, all about sex. <laughs> it cracks me up. <laughs> it does. You know what? I could just I could just picture the shag carpet just listening to that bit of music. I did you know? that in my kitchen while Nick Nick and Elaine were down in Florida. It was, it was really. I wish that we had taped it, videotaped it, because we looked like three idiots sitting in the kitchen. That's right. Now we don't go overboard. Just so that you know, this is still a PG thirteen podcast, mm-hmm. but we do need to play this according to our lawyers. The following segment of the Totally Useless Information Podcast may be 
too sultry and too sexy for some listeners. To the rest of you, please keep your hands where we can see them. Nick and Roy are not responsible for any monkey business as a result of this segment. You heard it from the lady. That's right. So you can really turn a guy on with your voice, ladies. In 2014, it was a study done by Albright University found that women were able to consciously manipulate their voices while counting from 1 to 10 to sound more attractive. So when the guys in the study tried to do the same, they actually came off sounding less attractive. Sorry, dudes. What a conceited college. Who would go there? They named the college Albright. (laughs) Must be left-handed people. (laughs) Now, what kind of voice, you ask? What kind of voice? What kind kind of of voice, Nick? (laughs) Well, a woman's voice sounds sexier, a deep and breathy voice, according to researchers. Hi. Want to talk? Men are attracted to this kind of pitch, not because... said a sexy... (laughs) We said a sexy voice, not some psychopathic stalker. (laughs) Men are attracted to this kind of pitch, not because they prefer women with lower voices, but because... When a, a woman drops her voice, she's signaling that she's interested. Mm-hmm. So a hint men certainly aren't blind to. So if her voice is low, that means she's interested. Hey, yeah, baby. the low thing. I, I, I prefer women with lower expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I love this because, you know, I, 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 like, I like women, or mostly all women. Women who went to college are more likely to give and receive oral sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Women who went to college. Right. So, did, so they go to, did they go to Albright University? Well, well, I'm just saying, like, you know, people that I, I know, a lot of people, they go, they're not teaching anything in college anymore. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and thank God for fraternities and sororities. <laughs> That's right. Now, you have if you have formicophilia, 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 okay, is something that you have if your sexual interest includes small insects or worms crawling all over your body. That bugs me. <laughs> formicophilia. Watch it wiggle, see it jig. I, I didn't realize that the worms and the and the small insects on your body had a theme song. That's sick. Who the hell puts worms on their body to, to get excited? People who have formicophilia. This is what they're interested in. Or Because earthworms are pretty small things. Maybe they're just confused. They think it's a worm. I, I don't know. But anyway, having sex at least once per week lowers your risk of heart disease by 30%, lowers your risk of stroke by 50%, and diabetes by 40%. It has also been shown that men who have an active sex life at least once a week live until 80. Then at 81, they die of a stroke from sexual exertion. So one in 10 European babies are conceived in an Ikea bed. One in 10 European babies are conceived in an Ikea bed. 
<laughs> the problem is, though, you have to assemble the bed. So these people are really good because they that was a, they might take three, four weeks to get the bed actually done from those directions. And it's part of the foreplay. Did you? <laughs> yeah. The left piece D needs the screw and the nut. <laughs> extra parts. That's right. No, hold on. There are parts missing. I have a screw left over. Would you like it? <laughs> Boom. Right. Approximately 70% of people in the U.S., folks, get ready for this one. 70% of people in the U.S. admit to fantasizing about group sex. And 50% of those people follow through with it. Wow. We know that 90% of them went to college. <laughs> Do you imagine this? No, can you imagine 70% of people fantasize about having group sex? I don't know about you, but I have a hard enough time satisfying one woman. So, <laughs> do, do you, honestly, uh, be honest to the, the people that are listening right now, Nick. Do you fantasize about group sex? Oh, look, we've run out of time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we are out of time, actually. Yeah, that kid, it goes too fast, folks. It goes too fast. Now you're going to have to wait till next Thursday because every Thursday is a new episode. You guys know that. And if you haven't heard all of our episodes, you know you can just go right back and listen to all of them like a binge thing. You could sit in your underwear with a big bag of popcorn in your basement. If you have one of those, if it's Florida, you'll be sitting somewhere, maybe a lanai, which you'll get arrested. But anyway, that's all the time that we have for this episode of Totally Useless Information Podcast. We'll have more for you next time. So in the meantime, remember to listen, like us, share us, and tell a friend about the trend. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.